Hello, and welcome to Six Feet Apart, the show that helps you stay sane while you stay home. I'm your host, Dr. Manuela Powell, and I'll be interviewing other life coaches to bring you simple and actionable tools to navigate life under quarantine. We're living in unprecedented times, and we're being pushed to limits that a lot of us didn't even know we had. Join us to learn how you can use this situation as an opportunity for growth and reinvention. Are you ready? Let's do it. Are you struggling with sobriety right now? Were you doing okay with your plan to not drink alcohol until you got stuck at home all by yourself or with housemates who drive you insane? It's absolutely natural to feel like that right now. Join me while I chat with Paul Silva about dealing with alcohol consumption during these unique and interesting times. We've been talking about how to keep your alcohol consumption in check, or if you're in early recovery, how to stay the course. Paul Silva is an addiction recovery and life transition coach. He works with women and men to either cut down or cut out alcohol for good or for now. He helps his clients reevaluate their relationship with alcohol so they can live a life free of anxiety and worry when it comes to drinking. He also works with those in early recovery to help them uplevel their sobriety as they transition into a new way of living. And as a surprise to even himself, Paul is asked by new coaches to work with him to help them start up their coaching businesses. Paul has transitioned himself, getting sober in 2011 and moving into a new career after 25 years of both drinking and being a chef. He's an author, podcaster, and writer, and lives in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, with his wife, two boys, and an old clingy dashcon named Bean. Are you ready? Let's do this. Thank you so much for being here, Paul. I think it's this is going to be super useful for people at times like these. I would love to start off, though, by you telling us where you are geographically and how is the quarantine affecting your life? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm in Toronto, uh, Canada. So, you know, people say I have an accent. I don't. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's the lack of accent. I don't know. Um, I'm in Toronto and... Um, You know, personally, it hasn't really affected me much. Uh, I work from home. My wife works from home, uh, so that doesn't change. And our work is virtual, um, just with the kids being home all the time now. But they're they're older, like 10 and 12. So mm -hmm. they're pretty good. They're self-sufficient. They're getting homework now. So, um, you know, blessed, you know, uh, grateful. Um, you know, what doesn't, I mean, it does feel a bit strange, 100%. And, yeah. uh, you know, I do feel, what I do feel more is, how it's affecting other people in some way. So I have to kind of have a healthy distance, uh, like a detached involvement with that, but just, you know, trying to do anything that uh, I can to help out. Yeah. Like this, this is going to be super, super helpful. So oh, I think, good. yeah. Yeah. Because one thing that, um, that I think about the, the current situation that we're living is that it's definitely a, a potential source of anxiety, even for the most stoic of us. And, Not to mention for people who are by themselves at home during this time can obviously be hard not to feel isolated, especially from your support system and also lonely, especially if most of your friends do drink alcohol and they might be hosting virtual happy hours and things like that. And uh, on top of it all, there are the memes about the quarantinis that you might be seeing all the time. So all of this taken together might lead people who have been doing okay before the pandemic to go and search for the bottle again and maybe relapse. Mm -hmm. right? So I'd love to, to talk to you about that and what can these people do yeah. to 
stay the course. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, you brought up a few of the, the points that we'll talk about, but certainly it does, it's, it's uncharted waters. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, how people are responding or reacting um, may even surprise them, right? Because mm-hmm. this is something that we have, at least in this generation, have not uh, had to deal with before. So this, you know, people may even surprise themselves in how, uh, what they reach for. And for some people, it's, it's alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, and I feel I'm not a big drinker, but having the kids at home and my kids are not older, <laughs> my kids are small. <laughs> They're two and a half and almost Ooh. five. So it's been a struggle because yeah. first of all, we have, my husband and I cannot work at the same time because one of us have to be with them. And even when one of us is with them, they can still, you know, escape and kind of get into the office. (laughs) So it has been a challenge to, and I honestly, I feel like there's a lot of days that the day ends of like, oh man, I really need a glass of wine. And I'm not a person who a lot of times have that. So I imagine for someone who had that as their, basically their comfort through these times, you know, even the days that I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. But there is that, I don't know, I feel like a little bit of a weight as you mentioned, of things mm-hmm. are happen, happening not only to us, but to us as a civilization at this point. So I don't know if that, even if you don't put your finger on it, I'm like, oh, now, you know, I'm feeling a little scared because of this. If you don't voice these things, you kind of, you know what, I just, I just want to numb this thing and I'm just going to get a glass of wine so that I cannot think of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a few things there. And you know, there's, you know, you talk about parenting. And so there's that whole uh, that whole thing that we have, you know, wine, mommy's juice, wine, that whole mm-hmm. kind of culture of hashtag wine mom. Yeah. And, you know, that can come into play and, and talk about memes, right? That's been a whole thing. And that's something I've talked about. I like, I'm not going to get too much into it, but there's, there's, there can be some of that kind of spilling into this, right? A lot of this can also be justification, right? It's, mm. we can justify having that glass of wine. Yes. Now, just to be transparent, I, I have nothing like for anyone that doesn't know my I I um, I was an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. I've been sober for coming up to nine years now, and so I oh thanks. And I don't I don't have anything against people drinking. So I just want to make make that very clear. Like it's actually if people want to enjoy it and they can do it responsibly, that's awesome. It's just I just can't do that. In the in the scheme of life, I I lost my drink tickets for the rest of my. <laughs> so, so you know, for for a lot of this is intention. So if, you know, we can justify having that that glass of wine. Just say, oh my god, it was so crazy. The kids and whatever. Anything that we'd be talking about is it. It comes to, to intention and what can draw us to the 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 bottle, the glass, you know, whatever it is that we're having. Uh, you mentioned at the top there, I mean, it, at this time, there's boredom, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of that that's going. A change of routine is, is huge. I mean, obviously, that, that's a big one for, for many uh, people. Um, frustration, uh, stress, any of those can play into that justifying having that glass of wine at the end of the day. or And they're all together. Midday. <laughs> Yeah, or all of it. Yeah, it's not just one thing, it's all of them, which makes it really hard. And I agree with you with the whole hashtag wine mom. I usually, although I do drink my one glass of wine here and there, Mm -hmm. I always feel a little uncomfortable when I see that because it's kind of like, I don't know if I want to perpetuate that kind of 
yeah. or, you know, I've, I, and I agree with you. I, I myself have nothing against drinking. I do drink yeah. myself, but I don't want to say, I don't want to be insensitive to the people that this might be triggering for them too. So, you know, I try to keep that to yeah. a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that glass one at the end of the day, um, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with that. If the intention is to the same way that, you know, if you watch a TV show on, or a show on Netflix, the same way that you would um, talk to friends or do yoga or whatever it is, mm-hmm. just some habits, some things are healthier than others. Uh, yeah. Some, and depending on our propensity to get addicted to something, and again, even Netflix I don't know about you. I watched Tiger King. That was awesome. Um, (laughs) I I haven't yet. (laughs) And, you know, but I can see how that can be like addictive in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's moderating that, but in terms of just having that, that drink, uh, you know, we can justify a lot of that, what's going on and just kind of let the wheels off. And, you know, maybe some people can like, can up their, their drinking at this and then be able to, to, you know, bring it back down Mm -hmm. once things, but there's a lot of uncertainty now. Yeah. So how about the people who, let's say someone who was just very recently sober, because I feel like mm-hmm. that is a very, it's a time when you are, and I don't know if after nine years it get easier or not, but I assume having broken habits before in my life, we we're just talking about coffee that today is my mm-hmm. one year anniversary of not drinking coffee. And in the beginning it was seriously hard. And now it's just like, I don't, I don't mind that much. Although I thought I was addictive and caffeine is definitely an addictive drug. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what could be for the, these people who had just joined an AA meeting and started going regularly and were doing fine, say for a month or even less. Mm-hmm. And then this whole thing, and now you're locked in your house, maybe by yourself, maybe with a roommate or even a partner that you're kind of was having a little problem. So on top of the whole thing, there's some stress how are some, uh, what are some strategies that uh, people can use to stay the course? Yeah, you know, I, I think if you're new to recovery, um, I would just say just just do what you were doing. Like if it's, for some people it's meeting, some people don't have other modalities in terms of uh, how they get sober. As many paths up the mountain, as I say. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever has been working until then, just do it. I mean, they have online meetings now, all sorts of Zoom meetings they there's people are working around it you know you can pick up the phone and and talk to to people in your uh, sober network you know for some people they may have a sponsor and so and whatever practices uh spiritual practices or physical practice as much as possible during this time Mm -hmm. just just try to stay in that lane as much as possible you know people might need some extra support Mm -hmm. at this time and so again that's given the nature of what's happening that's just going to be you know, video calls or phone calls, uh, could be even just emails, texts, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had someone that I spoke to uh, not too long ago and she was um, new, like she wanted to stop drinking and, you know, no AA meetings that she can go to. I, I mentioned that she can go to Zoom and all that. But just for about a week, she just texted me and we would text every day and mm-hmm. she would just say, I'm feeling this. So even that, yeah, it's a huge like you can have your your posse in your pocket and and that yeah. can make a big difference in terms of staying connected because it's about staying connected because we can easily uh, alcoholics addicts what people who suffer from alcoholism or addiction uh can uh, one of the, the, the telltale signs is isolation and mm-hmm. so now you've got everyone's got to be isolated yes. and so it can be easy to fall into that but that's what i'm saying stay with 
whatever has been working for you so far, keep as much to that as possible. Yeah. And I feel like you, what you said now kind of goes back to what you mentioned about intention and mm. being conscious about um, what, what you're doing, because I feel like if you, one of the reasons also the texting or the whatever works is just because instead of, oh, I have the urge to drink and you go and you grab it and you drink, you have that pause. Even if it's just to send a text, hey, I'm feeling the urge to drink. Mm -hmm. Just that pause tells your subconscious to kind of like, is this what I really want? And if if the person is on the other side and, and start working with you, either if it's just saying, I don't know, I'm here for you or let's chat or what are you feeling right now? What is going on that makes you drink? Whatever the thing is that just makes them stop for a second, I think that can can be useful not just for drinking, but even for overeating or just because. Yeah, yeah I, I I'm not super snacky usually, and I feel like I'm doing this way more now. It's just boredom, as you said. <laughs> yeah, just like well, we're here all the time. The fridge is right there. I'm passing by all the time, so why not just do it? And then it goes together with the whole. Well, now we have an excuse because yeah. this is this is terrible and the world in this horrible situation. So let's just. I mean, I have I have all the justification to go and do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel these, these are very good um, tips for people to just kind of tell other people, people in your, in your um, realm of support, Hey, I might need you a little bit more during this time. And yeah. maybe if I text you or if I call you, unless you really cannot, please just acknowledge me so that I don't, use that as a further excuse, right? And you can do that to people, either sponsors or people in your family or. Yeah. Yeah. And, and social media too. It's, mm -hmm. it's quite impressive. Like, uh, you know, on Twitter, which is where I'm, I'm, I'm very active, like personally, and you know, we have hashtag recovery posse. And so mm. people can find that and anyone, you know, that pops up into my feed. And, and so you can, I have found it, uh, unbelievably, um, important, like just so vital in, in kind of my uh, own recovery. I, you know, I, I was doing 12 step A, I haven't gone in a couple of years, but uh, what I have found is that with all these people online uh, available anytime, 24 seven people around the world, if there was anything I need, I, I can just grab my phone and, mm -hmm. and I can get someone. So social media can be very powerful too in that regard and, you know, Facebook groups and whatever mm -hmm. it is. So there, there really is no excuse um, to, to stay connected. And for someone who says, well, I don't like technology, but the question is what lengths are you willing to go to, to protect yeah. your sobriety? If, if just, you know, afraid to do tick, tick, yeah. tick is, then that's an excuse. And so I think that's an important part of it. So yeah. maybe the first step for, for, for this, if, if the person right now is like, okay, I really want to stay the course, mm -hmm. but it's being hard. One first thing will be you have to make that decision. This is the first yes. thing. Is that what you want to do? Or is this what you think you should want? Yeah. What voice are you listening to? What yeah. part are you listening? Are you listening mm -hmm. to like higher self? Yeah. You know, the part that wants, there's, you know, the part of self-love, the part that wants you to get, um, to stay healthy, um, mm -hmm. whether it's moderating or, or staying, getting sober, there's that higher version of ourselves or there's kind of the lower energy. And, yeah. and so, like you said, having that pause so you can mm -hmm. differentiate which one it mm -hmm. is and then going with, you know, uh, hopefully with, with the higher self, cause that's, it wants to fully realize itself. 
and it's not yeah. going to if we're caught into a habit. And a lot of this also is habit, right? You talked about habit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was hardcore. I was, I mean, I should have been dead easily. Um, so if I could break that, uh, that habit, I mean, pretty much anyone can. There's, I've seen some pretty miraculous uh, recoveries. Um, but there's, you know, and there's other things you can do too. I mean, it, it's, you know, the one thing you, you, the answer, the, the question that you asked was really good. It's like, do I want it? Or do I need it? Right. That, yeah. That's a great one. Journaling is something mm -hmm. else to tell people just, I, I had a journal like for the first year I carried it everywhere. It's like this beat up thing I got at a dollar store and I just like <clears throat> writing everything just to get it out of here. Mm -hmm. because yeah. we don't have drinking problems. We have thinking problems. And so if I could get that out, yeah. then that would be really helpful and just kind of relieve some of that tension. Um, exercising is another mm -hmm. big thing, uh, you know, tapping into that mind, body, spirit. So you know how it is. If you feel frumpy and you haven't worked out for a while, yeah. you, you, you change your mood changes. Everything kind of shifts. But when you've had a great workout or you go for a good run or whatever it is, a swim, it's a bit mm -hmm. harder now, obviously. But you feel good. You feel better about yourself. Right, yeah. you're more connected, more grounded to yourself. I mean, those are a few other things that you can do as well, um, because in the end, you want to just create new habits. And so, even for people that are in now in this this isolation, and it's been what four weeks? No, a couple of weeks? Two it weeks? It depends on where you are. For yeah. us, the the official orders, I think, has been maybe two weeks. But yeah, no, we lost track of time at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know. <laughs> like what day is it? Bleh, the day. Yeah. Um, it's but we've already probably many of us already have created new habits. Right. right. New routines in our days. Right. Like the kids now have screen when they wake up. The kids like we all like it's just all different things like going to the fridge 27 times a day. Mm -hmm. um, we've created new routines. So bearing that how quickly we can pick them up, we can also change them sure. as well. Yeah, so I think to maybe summarize or, or kind of recap, I think the first thing would be just make the decision. Is, is that something mm -hmm. you are very much willing to do or something you should do? Just decide. And from there, you can um, try to figure out whatever support network you're going to use. And you can use several. You can have a formal sponsor. You can go to virtual AA meetings. You can do social media. You mentioned on Twitter, hashtag recovery, recovery posse. posse. And of course, you know, your friends and family, but be intentional with them. Just maybe tell them beforehand, hey, this is what I'm going through right now and I'm kind of having a hard time or I might just need a little extra support. Even if you're a person who knows, if you're in recovery for a little while and you know that once you kind of get out of your, of your normal you tend to want to relapse. You can say, hey, I might need a little extra help. Can you keep an eye on me if you have someone that you can do that? And try to form new habits uh, in, on top of, instead of this one. So journaling, exercising, meditating. And I know the, the whole hashtag stay home thing is super strong right now, but don't stay home. Go walk outside, go to the park. Walk the go dog. Go do things outside because staying home is, of course... Of course, we have to stay home more than we used to, but that doesn't mean that we should not go outside. And one thing that I would say, I think you mentioned that whenever you exercise, you feel better. I feel like some people just, I'm just going to be in my PJs all day because I'm not going to see anyone and I'm not going to mm -hmm. do anything. Maybe it's better if you, I don't know, make your bed and kind of 
not dress up, but at least change to your day pajamas instead of your <laughs> night pajamas, right? And it's just to signal to your subconscious, hey, this is daytime. This is not time to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. And it's not time to reach for a drink. And it's not time to do these things because these yeah. things do matter for our brain. Like it, it does make that mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and great way to recap. And, and all of this too, you know, a lot of this can, can be used for people who, who are social drinkers mm-hmm. and are worried that maybe there's a bit of an uptick going on and and just to really monitor themselves and you know what i would suggest is i know it's it's challenging in this time but this idea of having to unwind or decompress or whatever it is is you know what are other ways that you can get the effect yeah of alcohol of of that um without having it like they've done studies where people you know going after work and would Mm -hmm. have drinks and it wasn't so much the drink it was the social aspect that right. was important. So, um, you know, is it that you get on with your friends on a Zoom call together, you know, and mm-hmm. have your sparkling water, some mocktail, whatever it is? It's for a lot of people, it's just a connection. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and some of the things we talked about, board and all that. So, if you can think about what it is that that glass of wine is is giving you, or what you think it gives you, just mentally play with some ideas on other ways that you can get that sort of benefit, but without that. And so then you can at least change it up, change it up. So if it's, if it maybe it's a glass of wine one night, then, you know, the next couple of days, it's this, this, and this, and just change it up so that it, you're, we're not getting, we're not creating that habit where you get to a point where you, you have the glass of wine, even though you don't really feel like it. Yeah. And maybe it's just like, oh, alcohol helps me sleep. Well, try chamomile tea instead, mm. of, which is something that you also drink, I guess, put it on the, on the water, on a wine glass. I don't know. Just try to find something that um, it's not going to be detrimental to what you say you want to do, but mm-hmm. it's going to give you, I think that's very, very uh, uh, important to define what it is that you get from the alcohol to then try to find a replacement. Yeah. And alcohol can get you to sleep, but it's, it, you don't, you don't sleep, well. you don't sleep yeah. very well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <for sure. laughs> it's good to just get you to sleep, but it's, it, it's, it yeah. gives you the worst sleep. Yeah. Uh, but I hear this a lot. People say, a lot oh. That, oh, that's why I drink. Cause like, yeah, but you wake up after a couple of hours and you don't sleep again. So no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Paul. I think this is super helpful. Uh, A lot of really good tips, even for people who are dealing with other things such as uh, overeating or whichever habit that you don't want to keep or increase uh, uh, during these times. It's all of these tips would work for any sort of habit that you want to break or replace. Mm -hmm, 100%. Yeah. So Paul, please tell people where they can find you. Outside of, well, I guess Toronto still, um, but you can, <laughs> you can find me. Um, my website's www.paulsilvacoaching.com. YouTube and Pinterest and Instagram, Facebook. I've got a couple groups in Facebook. One for, for it's called Sober Haven. So for people who want to cut down or cut out uh, mm-hmm. drinking for good or for now, uh, you know, I have one just for coaches. But, you know, for anything like that, I mean, you can find out all pretty much all the information on the main website. That's the, the pulse of a coaching.com. And you know, if there's anything, if you're are struggling or you're trying to figure something out, you can always message me, you can email me. And that's Paul at pulse of a coaching.com. You'll find all the information. You can find me. I'm, I'm very active on, on Instagram and, uh, and Facebook, especially. 
Yeah, for sure. Great. Thank you so much. That is it for today, my friends. If you like the show and you think of one person that might also like it, please share it with them. And if there's something specific that you want to see here, um, please either leave a comment, a DM, or send me an email at manuela at consciousreinvention.com. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope to see you again. All right. You stay home and you stay sane, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. You can find the information about the guests and all we talked about in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about how to work with me, please go to ConsciousReinvention.com. There you can also find the link for the Facebook page where this show is recorded live every weekday. I hope to see you here tomorrow for more on how to stay sane while you stay home. Take care. Take care.